0: We're breaking all sorts of rules this morning. The pulpit's gone, music stand, I'm down here. Um, and let me just say, I've got five minutes, okay. Merry Christmas, Sequoia Hills family and guests. Let's pray, we'll be done. Now, I am so excited to see each one of y'all here this morning. It is a blessing and a joy. I want to say you're not here by accident. God has a purpose for you to be here, and uh, I am. I'm just excited to see new faces, to see old faces meaning old friends that kind of thing right there behind John there's two of my old friends glad to see y'all this morning christmas time isn't it a wonderful time of year I think they wrote a song about it it's the most wonderful time of the year and and in our family we have some traditions as I'm sure each of y'all have your own traditions and um, if it's okay today I want to share one of those traditions with you is that okay? okay good Every Christmas Eve, we get together as our little family. Um, if it's cold enough, there's a fire, but often there's not, um, so we won't have one this morning. But a lot of times we'll have a fire going, and we'll get the kids together, and we'll read the Christmas story, and not the one about the little stirring mouse, um, but the one that comes from God's Word, from the, from the book of Luke. So I'm going to ask all kids, kindergarten through sixth grade, to come up here and join with me. Come on, all, all you kids. Kindergarten through sixth grade, so I'm sorry, Rodney. You, you, you're too old. You're not in sixth grade anymore. Y'all come on up here, sit around here on the floor. Join with me, everybody, everybody. You're in kindergarten? Awesome. Come on, kiddos. Kiddos. I'm glad to see y'all this morning. Are you happy to be here today, Taylor? Are you happy? Are you guys happy to be here this morning? I got one over here. Got a few. Great. Well, I am excited to see y'all this morning. And what I want to do this morning is read to you the story of Christmas. So can y'all sit still, be real quiet for me, and listen? Because there will be a test at the end. She just turned pale as a ghost. I'm going to read. So I want y'all to listen. Because I do, I want to ask some questions when we're done, okay? Can you see me? There we go. How's that? (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. All right, we're going to turn to Luke. And adults, if if you want to follow along in your Bibles, you can turn to Luke chapter 1 and then in chapter 2. All right, y'all listen up, okay? Luke 1, starting in verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth. To a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salvation, salutation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Do you know what that means? You found favor with God? What does that mean? It means, you believe in God. it means you believe in God? What else? What else could you found favor mean? Well, it means that God is happy with you. That you found favor with Him. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name Him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give Him the throne of His father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your, your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age, And she who was called barren is now in her sixth month, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold the bondslave of the Lord. May it be to me according to your word. And the angel left her. Now let's look over in chapter 2 and see what happens, okay? Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. So they had to go from from where they were living to a different place. It was kind of a long, long way. Some say it was about eighty miles. So can you imagine walking from here to Oklahoma City? It's quite a ways. It'd take you a couple of days to get there, wouldn't it? It's not just a one couple hour trip. It's a couple of days. So Joseph also went up from Galilee from the city of Nazareth to Judah to, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David. In order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with, with, was with child, while they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. What's a manger? Where you go eat? Where you eat? or animals. animals eat. I wouldn't want to eat in a manger. That's pretty gross. So she laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you you will find a baby wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. And when they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds but Mary treasured all these things pondering them in her heart the shepherds went back glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen just as had been told them did y'all like that story? Yeah. you did? tell me what, what are some of the things that you liked about it? somebody raise your hand what did you like about the story? that it had God in it, that had God in it. that's a great story when God's in it, isn't it? why did you like when the angel came down? It's pretty cool, huh? If you think about an angel coming down to visit you, that'd be a pretty neat thing, huh? Yes, sir. What did you like about the story? When God came down? Yeah, and he loves you? That's pretty cool. Was there anything that you didn't like about the story? What did you not like about it? Well, it doesn't say it there. It doesn't say that the devil was there. What do we not like about the story? You didn't like it when they had to lay the baby in the manger? Why? There could have been somewhere else, but there was no room in the inn, was there? There was no room. That part makes me sad, that there was no room for Jesus to be born inside of a warm house instead it makes you sad too yeah I understand that well you know we talked about it just a little bit but why was Jesus born in a stable do you know what the stable was what's a stable it's like a barn Yeah, it's where the animals were living so why did he have to be born there because why (laughs) because it like remember the story said what there there was no room in the inn was there there was no room in the inn well tell me one two more questions and I'll let you all go back who were the first people to hear about Jesus birth who were the first people to hear about Jesus birth well Mary and Joseph okay so who were the second people then you got me on that one that was good out of the mouths of babes right she's paying attention she knows her story who heard after Mary and Joseph? <laughs> Who was it? The shepherds, very good. And what did they do when they heard? What did they do? What did they do? What did the shepherds do? Well, that was the three wise men, however many there were. They did follow the star. What did the shepherds do, Ada? Do you remember? No? No? What did the shepherds do? Somebody tell me, what did the shepherds do? I'm calling on you. They went into Bethlehem. What did they do? They went to go see the newborn king. That's right. Come here. (laughs) Come Come on. That's right. They went to tell others that they had heard that Jesus was born. So... You have an assignment this week, okay? It's Christmas time. All right, are you listening? I want you to tell somebody that Jesus was born and that he loves them and that he could be their Savior. Do you understand that? Do we understand what that means? So, your assignment this week, I'm going to ask all of you next week Did you tell somebody that Jesus loves them and that Jesus was born? No, you can't tell them right now. You've got to tell somebody else. That doesn't count. Kids, thank you all for sitting so quietly and answering my questions. I appreciate it. Y'all can go on back to your seats. (laughs) Children and animals, you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes they're one and the same. Real quick, there's just a couple of gems that I want us to pull out of the stories today that I want us to remember. And the first thing that that I want us to see is that, um, you know, I don't want us to miss miss these two things. Because if we do, I really think we miss part of the story of Christmas. We miss part of the story of Christ's birth. And so the first thing that I want us to remember is that, you know, um, nothing, nothing is impossible with God. If you look back at the story and you remember back that the angel Gabriel had come down to Mary... And had told her that she was going to have a baby. And a couple of weeks ago, if you were here, we discussed the idea that it's okay to question God. And it's okay to question, Lord, what are you doing in my life? If your heart is in the right place. And if you're asking it for the right reasons. And so here's Mary, a young, a young girl, saying, God, I don't, I don't really understand what you're doing or how you're going to do it. But here I am, Lord, do as you would want to. And so she questions him, and and the simple response was, nothing is impossible with God. Not a thing is impossible with God. And so we don't want to overlook that this morning, because God can do all things. And there's nothing that He can't do. And there's no obstacle in our lives that He can't overcome. And we have to hold on to that this morning, that when Christ came and was laid in that dirty feeding trough, He came to overcome the things in our lives that we can't. And we have to be able to tell him, Lord, whatever you would do in my life, here I am. Just as Mary was willing to say, my life is in your hands, Lord. There's nothing that he can't overcome. The angel also told Mary and the shepherds that God is with us. You know, back in Isaiah, we read that the prophecy prophecy at that point point is that you're going to name this child Emmanuel. Emmanuel. God with us. And when the angel comes and visits Mary, he says the same thing. You're going to name this child Jesus. You're going to name him God with us. He's the Messiah. And then you look at it again with the shepherds in in verse 9, 8, 9, and 10 there in chapter 2. And the, the angel is coming to them and saying, God is here. And he's in the form of a little baby in town. And you need to go in and check it out. God is with us. And we have something to rejoice about today because of that. So you might be asking yourself what does God with us have to do with me? And I'll say that it has everything to do with you. It has everything to do with me. It's not just some uh, arbitrary thought out there. But there's a reason that God is with us. God with us, Emmanuel, has brought us hope. I'm reminded of one of our stories when we were overseas after our our first uh, person had come to faith one of the things that she uh, mentioned to us is that she now has hope and for a people that have never heard the name of jesus before for a people that don't know hope that live their life daily praying to their ancestors sacrificing animals hoping that what they do today will be good for them tomorrow. There is no hope in a life like that. But Emmanuel, God with us, has brought us hope, and it's for the world. It's not just for us, it's not just for you, it's for everybody. He has also brought us joy, and you think about the inexpressible joy that we have on a daily basis when we live our life according to the purpose and the will of God. God brings us joy. Christ brings us joy. It also gives us access to our Creator. Access into a new relationship that was severed by sin. In Christ, we have life. In Christ, we have hope. We have joy. And we do, we have a reason to celebrate, to rejoice that God is with us. Rejoice in the birth of Emmanuel with with me because we can rest assured that whatever trials we're facing, whatever our circumstances are in our life, whether we need just just a little victory, whether we need just a very little victory in our life, God is with us. God is with us. So the question I have today for us, is God with us? Thank you, thank you, John. Absolutely He is with us. There is no question. He came in the form of a baby to be with us. God is with us. But I want us to question, to consider this question. Is God with us? Or better put, are we with God? Are we with God? When we are with God and He is with us, our response to any of life's circumstances will be much as the shepherds were that night so long ago. If you remember back in verse 9, they were a little terrified, they were a little perplexed, and we often feel the same when we don't know what God is doing in our life. We often feel the same when we're like, okay Lord, whatever it may be, we're going to step out in faith, but I am terrified. But you know what? God is with us. And with Him, all things are possible. So this morning you may be wondering, I don't know what you're doing, Lord. I don't know what you're asking for me, but, but this guy standing up there telling me that you're with me, that you came for me. So do you need to make a response this morning to God being with us? Will you be with God? Will you lay your life into his hands this Christmas season and say, you gave me the best gift of all in your son, Jesus Christ? And I want to take that gift and I want to have that free and eternal life that you have promised in your word. So church family and guests, I'm going to ask that you close your eyes and and pray with me. And if you need to make a commitment to the Lord this morning, right now is that time. And then I'm going to turn it back over to, to Brother Fred. Lord, as we set our minds and our hearts on you this morning, God, as we set to pursuing Your will and not our own. God, we thank You that You are Emmanuel. At this time of year we celebrate Emmanuel, God with us. Lord, I lift up my church family this morning. I lift up the the folks that are here as guests that God, if they have not made a commitment to You, Lord, if their life is still in their hands, Lord, I pray that You would give them a new hope this morning. Father, that we would see Your life in our own, and that we would make the oppor- take the opportunity, Lord, to, to grab a hold of who You are. Thank You that there is nothing impossible with You. Thank You that nothing in our life is a struggle for You when we give it over to You, God. And So, Lord, this Christmas season, this year, 2012, God, I pray... Lord, that we would all put our life into your hands. That, God, you would be God with us and we would be with you, Lord. It's in your name we pray.